Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Carding Dads. In this episode, we talk about uh, flags, the meanings of them, and corner worker stations. The reason why we brought this up is we did an event not too long ago, and we just saw some things that, you know, kind of scratched our heads a little bit, and, you know, mistakes that we made and kind of learned, and, you know, flags are very important. Not only are they your only communication on the track between what's going on in the track and the driver, but... It's a huge safety device. So that is exactly what this episode's on. You know, we had a lot of fun recording it, uh, a lot of fun talking about it. And, you know, we hope that you continue to spread our podcast with all your friends. You know, we're getting a lot of feedback and we really appreciate the feedback. You know, all the good, all the bad. You know, we're trying to dial in our, our show to what you guys like. So please continue to spread it to everybody. You know, follow us on Facebook at Cardi Dads or on our website cardiddads.com or just continue to follow us on anchor at cardiddads so we appreciate it guys thanks again have a good weekend all right what's up man oh i'm busy clapping away <laughs> how's it going man <laughs> it's going all right man now i can't complain too much nice man it's I've been getting good feedback from our last show, so that's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad we got to talk about about that. Uh, you know, the the reasons why Carton perhaps isn't as broken as we think. Uh, and and if anybody's listening uh, who didn't get a chance to catch that show, go back and check it out. Um, and then go check out the Cart Pulse forum as well that um that has that post. So, uh, anyway, that's uh that's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm glad we did that because uh yeah, just like you, I. Got some pretty good uh, feedback on it, and you know some some people said, "Hey, you know, I thought it was just me, you know, in the area that I'm in." And it's like, you know, not really. You know, I'm shoot two, three thousand miles away from you and have the same issues. So, yeah, maybe definitely. something that's it, it was just cool to talk about to get people from other regions yeah. of the country, not just where we're at, to be like, you know what? Yep, that's it. Yeah, and a lot of people feel that way too. It's like it, we all want to do a little bit more to help, you know, but there's only so much you can do. And understanding that, you know what, maybe there's a, you know, you just you just have to try. But at the same time, know that the effort you're putting in is only going to give out so much. So anyway, um, good good episode. All right, so what are we chatting about today? All right, I would like to bring up a point that to me, it might be. A little pet peeve, I guess you would say. Um, but I think it's very important. Uh, at least for me. So this might be like a, a personal view of a podcast. And I'm sorry if we go into those details. But something happened in a race that we had you know, not too long ago with flag stations. Right. Yes, flag stations. So flag stations to me and I'm sure they are as well to you, are extremely important. Yeah, definitely. In my book, minus having a helmet and a rib protector or shoes, gloves, you know, if you're in cars, fire systems, whatever, your number one, like, safety clue of what's going on is a corner worker station. Right. And people are out there for a reason. They're not out there for um, just somebody to hold a flag or, or whatever. And if they are, 
Maybe they don't need to be there. But to me, my personal opinion of communication between what is going on on a track to what is going on to the driver of corner worker station, a flag station, however you want to call it, it's got to be on their game and it's extremely, extremely important. And I think sometimes this is failing in some of the events we ran in. And one thing that it happened and we saw some people get hurt because of an incident is yellow flags, right? So yellow flags, everyone looks at it as a caution, right? So what does a yellow flag mean? Okay, so some people say a yellow flag might mean somebody spun out or there might be a crash or a raccoon's going across the track. Who knows? Yeah. Right? The point of a yellow flag is to tell the driver that, hey, there's a caution ahead. Either keep pace, hold position, however you want to do it, but absolutely no passing. Right. And, and the reason why I want to talk about this is because I was getting passed on a yellow flag you know, situation that somebody actually you know, got hurt in. And so I am doing my due diligence... Because when I see yellow flag, I look at the first flag station I have. And then I look at the next one. And I look at the next one to every point of my... Um, so like every every station that I can see to see when is that yellow flag not there. Yeah. Waving, standing still. To me, yellow is yellow. They all have different rules. I get it, right? They all have a different meaning. But passing people with yellow flags, to me, is an absolute no-no. It cannot happen. Yeah, I agree. I experienced that, and it it threw me off. Like, I was in a race, and I was, you know, focused on what's going on, and I see, you know, this waving yellow, like, waving crazy, going through a high-speed turn, a waving yellow. And I slow down because it's a waving yellow. I, I, don't, I didn't hit the brakes or anything. I kept my pace. But instead of being 100%, I'm 75%. Right. Right. So in a 206, your rear disc is not going to stop you, man. No matter what people think, your, your rear disc is not going to stop you. So when I see a waving yellow, yes, I'm going to let off a little bit. Let the cart settle. Let my eyes start wandering. Where where's it going? You know what is happening, and I'm getting passed left and right. You know, people they just ignore flags. And to be honest with you, I don't know how many people actually realize what flags mean. I've yet to be in a drivers' meeting at a go kart race where people went over what flags mean. <laughs> well, you know that's an interesting point because you're right. That doesn't happen at this level. Um, it does happen at indoor cart you know, events, but then I think about you know our regular races as well. I mean, we don't go over flags when you come to NASA, but to the point you made last time as well, you know, there's a ladder system of sorts to get to the point where you're in a race. It's expected that you went through comp school where you had a test about flags or you've been doing HPDE, so by now, 
you know, there's been all these red flag drills and you've had opportunities to see these flags, right? And that doesn't exist in carding. So how is someone who is starting out with just outdoor kart racing supposed to learn the flags? Uh, do we have to dedicate five minutes out of every racer meeting to go over that? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and it, I don't think it is a harmful thing to do, right? Now, not all tracks are the same. Some tracks are more wide open, and, you know, us having a pretty much wide open track is such a big track. You know, we usually only have two corner workers if we're lucky, sometimes three. Now, Maxis supplies more corner workers. Um, you know, but we're just such a small club that it's just we just can't do it. But you can see across the whole track. There's no trees in your way. There's no crazy twists and turns that can distract you from what you're doing. Because I still believe that a lot of people who cart, that if you were to take a piece of scotch or painter's tape, you know, blue tape, and put it at the bottom half of their helmet and on their visor, they wouldn't be able to drive. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You know, how many, like, you? we've seen videos all the time of people kart racing, whether it's on their helmet or on the side of their helmet, and you just see directly in front of them, right? Yeah. Now, uh, again, that's, you know, the way that the camera's pointed, but at the same time, you can see their eyes, you can see their head, you know, they're looking directly in front of them. There's, like, when you look at, you know, your elite drivers and photographers take pictures of them all the time whether people want to realize it or not when they're going through turns their head's in the opposite direction or looking way beyond the turn that they're in do you know what I'm saying that's how like I don't think most people realize that you have to look way ahead you right. know past the turn that you're going into so it comes back to corner worker stations if you're only looking at that one corner worker station and you have a waving yellow or a standing yellow you're not looking at the next corner worker station or you're not looking at whatever is beyond your point of uh, of that of that turn you're you're just staring right in front of your cart it's like okay okay uh, yeah i'm following this guy i'm following this guy yeah he's going left no i'm gonna stay here no dude you gotta look beyond that you don't follow the person in front of you. If he takes a bad line, you're going to take a bad line, right? So you're not staying on your line. So you're not being true to the skills that you have. Yeah, man, I agree. Uh, so I'm, forgive me, I'm thinking ahead of the conversation. So I'm trying to think of not necessarily ways to solve it, but what what makes that situation right be the way it is right now. So one, yeah, for everybody who doesn't know to look up, that's a fundamental thing that we learn in, once again, HPDE. And you get a you get a driving coach or an instructor of sorts, right, when you go through HPDE. So you learn those basics. I mean, in our group alone, sure, we're, you know, we aren't necessarily the fastest guys, but I'm sure when it comes to theory of racing, we've been privileged to have a lot more, you know, formal, in quotes, right, education as to 
know, the principles and fundamentals of driving fast. You know, we've been exposed to some of the speed secrets, right, <laughs> of sorts. And so when I think about our group... Hash like, Brown, Ross Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, how do you account for that? I mean, you know, even within our core group, how, how do we bridge that gap so our friends do get those basic things? And you don't have, you know, you, somebody can be fast without doing them, you know, People show up at indoor kart tracks and have never driven, you know, a kart before, and they can go right up to the top times of the day or whatever. So it's possible to be fast without following the basic fundamentals of, of the driving line and, and that sort of thing. Simple things like eyes up. But how do we address that so that, you know, situations like what you're bringing up right now, where people whose eyes are so far down, right in front of them, they don't get the opportunity to look up at the corner station. And then the second thing that was going through my head as you started mentioning it was, we're trained, right? Once again, byproduct of having this this uh, education. But if in a, at most car tracks, I mean, where are the corner stations? I mean, you don't, you know, the corner stations are not stations. The corner stations are individuals, right? I know, say, um, Ocala, right? We've got the hairpin has, you know, that area behind it there. And so, you know, you'll always see the tent right there. That's a corner station. But the person waving the flag is so mobile, they move around and run to the incident most of the time, right? Whereas in NASA, in, in corner worker training, I, I guess it's across the board, you don't ever leave the bucket, period. You don't ever step out of your corner worker station unless you've been explicitly given instruction from race control to do that. So the corner station is always fixed. The flag will always be in the same spot. Whereas in carding, that flagger moves moves at some wicked speed sometimes to get to somebody to help them and so then the flagging position has sort of changed um i don't know how you fix that or how we even try to make those sort of apples to apples if we were saying hey this should be better how do we make it better how do we start thinking about it to make it better i don't i don't think you can fix the corner workers or stations being mobile but back to where you were in the conversation yeah people need to look up and nobody should be passing under yellow i mean yellow represents caution and use extreme caution and you're supposed to be prepared for you know the worst in front of you that's definitely not the time to be passing um penalties will probably fix that right People get penalized. Exactly. And that was my next point that I was going to come to. So I've pulled up a lot of different rules um, from different organizations, you know, throughout not only the states, but around the world. And a lot of them kind of come to the same conclusion. So I'm going to read one from Scusa, right? So everybody knows Scusa and, you know, we're four cycle guys, but Scusa is mainly two cycle, but it's the elite of the elites. So you have to be at a certain pace to even drive their track. So here it is. It is in their CCR. 
Rule 30.3.5.2, if anybody want to look it up. A waving yellow flag. No, no, and I think this this could be in a driver's meeting, in the in in the morning at any track, whatever you go to, waving yellow flag. A yellow flag indicates that there is a problem on the course ahead. The driver is to proceed with caution and raise a hand to signal fellow drivers. A driver is to not pass another driver from the point that the yellow flag is being displayed until it is cleared of the incident. Passing on the yellow flag will result in lap penalties. Okay. Yeah. I get it. That's cool. Now, will everybody to will everybody remember to raise their hand? No. Right? But if you see the corner station and you can look to the next corner station, if there is not a yellow flag in the following corner station or the following flag guy, right? Yeah. Once you get to that flag guy, once you pass him, it's green. So then you have a standing yellow flag. So a standing yellow is the corner worker just puts out a yellow flag. Now this is up to the corner worker on what their race director is telling them whether a waving yellow or a standing yellow. So a standing yellow, which is a flag, just limp, continue at racing speed, minimal danger ahead, requires driver's attention to the next corner. Do not pass. Right? So you keep pace, you keep speed, you do not pass. So if you are passing under a yellow, penalties should happen, period. Whether it's you know, a lap or seconds or instant DQ, whatever it is. Different organizations take passing under yellow to a whole different levels. I get it. But it's something that every driver should know from the get-go. Because no matter if you are a, um, whether you're 390 pounds a class or 360 or 350, 320, whatever class you're running, your cart and your body in that cart is way more than your own body weight, right? So you are driving a 320-pound projectile, 350, 360, 390-pound projectile that you're hoping your helmet can reduce a little bit of an impact or your rib protector and you know can help just a little bit. Your, your driver's suit is to help from getting road rash. Right, so you have a collision from a car that you, you know, somebody jumps a wheel because you slow down because you're paying attention. And that person's not. It's a catastrophic event. It yeah. could be a catastrophic event. You're not. You're not surrounded in a six-point cage with NASCAR bars or an X bar. Right. You don't have a halo over your head to protect you from a rollover. And I think this is like one thing that lacks is this to me is not only like a big deal just because following flags it's a big deal because of a safety concern now all races or auto sports or whatever you want to say all has their safety concerns whether you run track whether you um race jet skis or snow skiing or snowboarding you know carts cars everything has its risk to you know different points that can you know they all have indicators Right, so like I don't have, we don't have comms between, like either me and you if we're racing in different classes, or you know between if we're on the track, you know we can talk to dad or whoever to say, hey, guys, you're in turn eight, but there's a a, a wreck in turn one. Right. 
we have to, we have to rely on corner workers. So like people who like look down on corner workers, like oh man, that sucks for them to be out there in the heat, and you know why would you want to do that? Well, to me, I'm thanking those guys for doing that because they're my number one safety trigger on the track. Period. Yeah, the number of uh, the number of you know racers who put thanks workers right on their cars is is evidence of that. Uh, every cool down lap at the every after every checker lap. You take the opportunity to wave and, and thank these guys, right? Um, I, I do that in carts every single time. Yep, I have a habit of doing like a rock on to to every single you know uh, station as soon as I take the checker. You know, just making a point. And again, we've been fortunate to go through a training, right? That that has taught us all that. I'm thinking nobody reads rules anymore. I mean, I, I have perfect data to show that as as a race director uh the number of times i have to say well it's in the rule book and somebody looks at me completely dumbfounded because they didn't know why on earth are you racing on my track in my race if you don't know what the rules state and to add salt to injury sometimes those specific things are in the welcome email right that event registration email right there it's like you know we just repeated that to you in the email you opened up to know that you were registered to come here and you didn't even bother to read that important detail i mean so if it's just in the rules i don't think it'll ever take effect i think being stricter with applying penalties for sure will get some change to happen and yeah, it's all about being proactive not reactive right and i think the point you're making is if everybody could truly and not just everybody let's start with race directors and racing organizations you know are able to properly uh, enforce these rules then the change will eventually happen to the racers and racers will understand and they'll start abiding by those. So yeah, no, I get it. I, um, I'm down with that. Um, it's, it's going to take a little bit though. Uh, <laughs> Cause I'm yeah, and like it. the only reason why, like I, I look at it this way is okay. We're, we're older guys and we have kids, you know, carding dads. I'm out here for fun, right? I am not trying to win medals. I'm not trying to win trophies. You know, I'm, I'm out here to enjoy myself. Yeah. So if somebody who's being radical and crazy and who just ignores everything that the track does and all the references that they have, I could end up not walking away. I could end up with a hospital bill. I could end up with, you know, having to buy another $3,000 cart. For what? Like, seriously, for what? Just because somebody wasn't paying attention? Now, it's a risk you take in all autosports. I get it. Like, I don't want people to start, like, jumping and bashing. It's like, oh, no, you're being stupid or whatever. I, I get it. But replacing a cart is nothing like having to replace a car or, you know, an arm or a leg or, you know, medical bills. It's all about like, how do I want to say this? Um, 
like driver etiquette, right? So there's a difference between racing hard and just being, being obnoxious. A jackass. I'll say it for you. Yeah, yeah, being a jack, exactly being a jackass. And the people who are being jackasses either don't care about their own equipment and only worry about themselves. So when it comes to racing, yeah, you have to worry about yourself to a certain point. But there's times in every race and every turn and everything you do is like, oh, my God, am I jeopardizing something that I shouldn't be? Right. Right? I think every racer has that. Am, am I doing something stupid? That's why you, people, uh, NASCAR, Formula One, Indy, whatever you do, you know, whatever racing series you'd like to follow, if a driver does something dumb and they crash and take out somebody else, you know, they're looking at millions and millions and millions of dollars of damage for them. And they admitted, it's like, you know what? I was being a jackass. I was being overaggressive. Okay. Like People got to like do the that same guy, thing. I, I felt like I was going to have to, to level out <laughs> for, <Yeah. laughs> for running over just about every one of my friends at, at, at Ocala. Uh, man. Yeah. And it yeah. just goes back to the point that you have to realize you are driving a 300 plus pound projectile that can hurt anybody at any time, including yourself. And I don't think people understand that. I think, uh, oh, I'm driving my car and I'm comfortable. I know exactly what it does. Oh, yeah? What if that person, you know, has their fuel bowl open? Have you ever ran over fuel in slicks? It's not fun. I totaled my daily driver. At Road Atlanta, because someone threw out fuel, and you know when it was happening, I saw the corner worker station and I saw the debris flag on it, but I didn't see any dirt. But guess what? There was fuel. I read the flag. I was in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Yep, it happens. So, you know, it's just. I think people need to respect flags respect corner workers they're there for a reason and i think and me personally i think people should have more cameras on their carts whether it's helmets or body panels i don't understand why you can't have it on your helmet or only your body or only on the body panels i don't quite know the rules for that but part of me kind of makes sense the other part doesn't yeah it's a but there there could be a like a lot of protest and everything from that that one so um, the I the reason for it, and I don't I don't know that I I'm fully behind it uh, right now is um, so this is just a popular opinion I haven't actually bothered to go look up the study so nobody quote me on this but Michael Schumacher had a ski accident and he hit his head um, but he happened to have a GoPro mounted to his helmet and it by having the GoPro mounted to his helmet it compromised the structural, you know, integrity of the, of the ski helmet he was wearing. And that contributed to his, you know, um, severe head injuries. And so because of the liability thing, obviously there was a lawsuit filed against whoever and whoever, but now tracks don't want to be the ones <laughs> responsible for it. Organizations don't want to be involved in anything related. There isn't a whole lot of study that backs this. At least at the time I looked, when it happened and the story came out, there wasn't enough, you know, evidence, scientific evidence backing that. Obviously, nobody's collecting this evidence to begin with. But that said, I, you know, that's the reason why a lot of places just don't want that liability of 
yeah, if anything happens and you hit your head, um, you know, as, as you said, out of a 390 pound projectile, you know, that helmet, we don't want anything that compromises that helmet's right um, structural integrity, um, like sticking a GoPro or some camera on it. So that's really the story behind that piece. But um, I still agree with the point that we need, people need to be more accountable and cameras help with that. Um, I know that, for example, WKA specifically have the rule where they don't review video. Um, as a race director who lives by video, I, I completely disagree with that. But, you know, that's me. 100%. You know, that's 100%. Because a corner worker is always right, right? And you know this. They have more communications through different, through not only the race director, but all the other corner worker stations that if someone's being aggressive in certain areas, they can, you know, monitor throughout the track to say, yes, not only in sector one, sector two, sector three, you know, they're doing things dumb. And especially, you know, passing under yellow. So if you get, if uh, if you come into the pits, right, and they add two seconds, three seconds, take away laps, whatever they do to say, hey, you did not place here because of a penalty of going over, you know, passing somebody to double yellows or passing, it, it seems like to me in some of the areas we've raced, it, going through the uh, driver's box is more important and staying in line either before the green flag or after the start finish line, however they want to see it compared to who you are is more important than, you know, the safety of the driver and corner workers. Yeah. Right. So you bring up the video says, this is my protest. I have it on point. Here you go. Yep. There's nothing they can say about that. So it's going to take them, you know, if you have to send them the video, if you're in like a points race, right, you're in a national points race, or regional points race. If you have to send them your video and it takes them three or four weeks or whatever to come to the conclusion, okay, you're in the right, I'm in the wrong, here's your points back. Right? That means everything to that driver because you don't know where that driver is from. You don't know all the sacrifices he's put in, how much money he's spent in time and tuning and getting the right support to have a lie. And this is might be like the double-edged sword because, you know, again, corner workers for the most part are always right if they're trained correctly. Yeah. Yeah. That that's my my spell. I don't mean like we could probably go on for hours and hours about this because I think we kind of have different not different opinions but different views of it. I I would I would say so. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 nah, that's, I love it, man. I'm, I'm gonna get off my soapbox <laughs> but no i think it's just <laughs> and something there that... ladies and gentlemen was your public service announcement for the month of october <laughs> anyway, that's awesome. all right cool that um cool. no that's that's a good topic man uh hopefully for those who don't you know who don't agree with us um please feel free to to let us know share share, share your ideas we're always open to learning understanding various opinions we made it pretty clear right that we've been trained one one way we've had some training in one way that applies to perhaps all of motorsports but karting we know is its own beast so um, if you agree exactly. with us also let us know man you know find us on on our social medias the karting dad facebook page check out our website and even on anchor you can send us a message directly on anchor so feel free to do so um, if you're listening on the anchor app Cool. All right, what else we got coming up, man? 
So we have um, our first ever kind of uh, Carding Dad's road racing event. Yes, Hells we are. Yeah. Given the foot to sprint and weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I am. I love road courses. I love um, everything. The, the whole culture about it. Uh, so I found that I can run my CIK 206 in a class that. You know, works perfect with Sprint without having to do anything. So I'm going to go take advantage of it and go run uh, Roebling Road okay. in Savannah. And I have convinced, um, suckerly convinced, <laughs> a few of our friends that follow the podcast um, and who also race with us on a, on a daily who have CIK bodies. is like, well, if you're going to go, I want to go. You know, we'll all camp out together. It's a two-day event. We're to camp out, barbecue, and... Um, you know, just have a bunch of fun. I, that, that's what I hope, and it could be a, a a whole other a whole other topic on like the thought process of everything going into this event. But um, I'm excited. It's, it's going to be a different challenge. It's you know I've always driven a slow car at Roebling Road, and now to have even a slower car <laughs> after like reading Paula Dean books and everything on the backstretch. I mean, I might be able to read the whole Harry Potter series. Before I don't the weekend. Know, man. <laughs> You're still gonna be sitting, you know, an inch off the ground. So that that perspective will be completely different and I I bet it'll be a good you know, it'll be a good experience for you to be able to, to kinda of compare the two. Um, but also Yes, I like I'm so excited, like I I don't know why I'm so excited, just I, I am and Yeah, and I, I don't I'm know, saying man. you because Sadly, it, I had a conflict that same weekend. I will be at Sebring. Um, Boo. I know. No, I'm just <laughs> I know. I know. I'm bummed. Total car we gotta take, well, right now, I don't think, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we could take carts to uh, Sebring just because I don't think you can adjust your ride height high enough in a cart. Yeah, turn, turn, 17 would not, <laughs> turn 17 would not like the cart at all. Um, yeah, mm. that would suck. Um, <laughs> although you know what maybe we could do like the club course um, the club course the other way which doesn't come around 17 it goes from like turn uh, 3 and then it cuts off essentially all the straights so it goes from Sebring turn 3 and then goes around like the hotel side and comes back around 10 and it rejoins the track so um, yeah I um, I got to experience the club track when I blew an axle or a CV axle and oh, yeah. um, That's the only right. way to get off the track you. was to go through that. <laughs> I was there with you. Yep. Um, yep, yep. That oh, was thanks uh, for babysitting that was, that was my for last... like a few minutes that day too. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my last uh road racing event when I called it a day. It's like, you know what, I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of replacing, you know, C V axles. That's it. That's done. Yeah. And then you problems, called me, it's like, man. Hey, you want a go kart? Yep, V dub problems. That was a good weekend, though. I mean, that was a really good, chill weekend in the motorhome. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, so. All right, man. Well, uh, I think we uh, need to wrap it up there and we'll yeah, continue let's, let's get back to another episode on top of this one. And... Yeah, the episodes have been getting pretty long. This this will be a nice short one. Uh, and uh, I know a couple of uh, our friends, hashtag Miguel, saying you can't catch up. Uh, this is a short one, so hopefully you enjoy catching up, brother. <laughs> I mean, the skinniest guy out of the whole group is, you know, complaining. He's like, come on, man. <laughs> what you got to get skinny? All right, that's it. I'm out. I'm a hey, tap no, out. No, no, he's like 140 like pounds right or something now. Like that. Nope, it's a tap out. <laughs> I'm done. 
<laughs> All right, guys. We'll, we'll see you, man. All right. Later. Bye. Later. Thanks again, guys, for listening to our show. I hope you uh, appreciate you know the work that we did to go into this. Um, and again, on a serious note, you know, flags are very important, and appreciating corner workers for what they do and their sacrifice is also you know very important, not only to our safety as drivers, but also to the community of carding. So, please just give us any kind of feedback that you had on this episode. If you come across you know different you know situations that uh have occurred to you on where you know this stuff happened to you and saw somebody get hurt you know this is something that needs to be brought up so again guys you know i I said it before but please continue to spread our show it's just working out so well and i just can't thank you guys enough so enjoy your weekend guys and um be safe